Hello, this is Mrs. Paranormal. It is a Sunday morning, 11 a.m. Wisconsin time. The sun is up, but it's only like 30 degrees, so it's cold. The sun, once again, is an illusion. It's there, but not. You still have to wear double clothes and then layered, that is. And then when you dress, you know, like I said, layers, and then if the wind kicks in, oh, good Lord, knock it down another five degrees. Hope everybody's doing well. You had a great work week, vacation. If you're retired or just tired, whatever you're doing, hopefully this season is not as stressful for everybody because I know a lot of people are getting together this year, which is awesome. Bring the family back together and all that fun stuff. I did some shopping this morning, mostly grocery shopping. Open my cupboards and the cupboards are full. I'd love to see that. And my refrigerator is full. Guys, that makes me feel good to be able to fill the fridge up like that. So again, anyone, 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 Merry Christmas. Yes, I said Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. I don't know if I'll do a podcast next Sunday. Probably not. We'll see. I've got some few days off of work, so maybe I'll take advantage of that and do an extra podcast. So uh, I did really good, like I mentioned to you guys uh, last year for my podcast. This most recent podcast, The Potato, got over 134 listens. So thank you, you guys. I appreciate that. I'm doing well. Um, nothing really new going uh, going on except for the other day I was working and we're slowing down, which is so nice, you guys, in a call center. Well, I'm not in a call center. I work at home for a call center. Anyways, I heard a knock on my door, but the door's open, of course, like a solid, like, bang, knock. It wasn't the wood expanding. It was a knock. It was so weird. I'm like, hello? And of course I said, can you do it again? And of course it did not. So that kind of sucked. So that was kind of interesting for me. Other than that, um, no potato incidences. I can't think of anything else that's been going on. Paranormal-wise, no. Um, yeah, so what else have I got? I've got some stories today. I've got one from Wisconsin. From, I believe I called him Curtis. <laughs> I think you know who you are. He sent me something um, from Wisconsin. I believe it's Merrill, Wisconsin. So I'll read that story to you, which is really cool. I, I may have known of it, but I forgot about it. And then I found some other cool uh, haunted stories. Christmas, well, not Christmas stories. I lied. Ghost stories, which is what this podcast is all about. Also, something on this podcast that they've done this year is... I haven't tried it yet. I may later, but um, I said, um, again, I apologize. They now have it where you can have like a video. Like I can record this. If you hear me wrestling around, it's, oh, sorry guys. I'm at home today. It's too cold to sit in my truck and do a podcast. Neighborhood has been relatively quiet. I think because everyone's out shopping and stuff. So I'm taking advantage of it. So yes, I am at home today. And you'll hear me wrestling around and stuff. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. So per the podcast, Anchor, they now have a, a video option where I can actually, um, excuse me. And yes, I said um again. You guys count how many ums I say. <laughs> so anyways, they have this new video option, apparently. So I want to see a raise of hands. How many of you guys would like to see a video of this podcast? Raise them up. Come on. Let me see your hands. Okay, I agree. No hands. I agree with you. I don't want to do a video of it. Maybe of like during summer uh, when I'm sitting by the marina 
or by the little creek, you know, that kind of thing. I can do maybe a video there, but I won't put my face on camera because personally, I don't care for the way I look, but that's my own fault. Whole nother story there, right? Right. Aging sucks. Let's just say that. All right. So I will go on with the podcast. I will go ahead and do the social stuff. If you guys want to email me, it's P-A-T-T-Y. Inwi@gmail.com. If you have any great stories you want to share or experiences, feel free to. I am on Twitter. It's WIS Supernatural, I think. And you can message me on there. Thank you, Curtis, for a little tip on Twitter for the messaging. It's not a locked account, so you guys feel free to follow me. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah, as you know, Facebook, Wisconsin Vescares of the Supernatural. You can feel free to message me there if you want to. What else? I think that's it. I do have a little um, merch shop. I haven't added any shirts yet because I haven't come up with any new thoughts or ideas. So I'll post that on the podcast. I'll put the link there if you're interested. Also, you guys, on the podcast now, I have an option where I can ask you a question. Like, what did you think of the podcast or things like that? So I may throw a question up there. Feel free to answer. If you don't want to, that's cool. Totally cool, man. He's cool. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've been watching Destination Fear, right? And the episode of the Sheboygan Asylum came up. And yes, it is on Destination Fear. It was last year. So if you guys see that episode of the Sheboygan County Asylum, that is where I was doing guided tours. I still don't know if I'm going to do it this year. I haven't talked much to Craig about it. But anyways, where they showed that they stopped at a place called um, Benson's Hideaway. It's a UFO thing, like a... Like a little uh, diner kind of thing. Well, unfortunately, the owner did pass away. Uh, he was obviously older, and rumor is, of course, COVID got him. So he did pass away. I believe his first name was Bill. Isn't that terrible? I forgot his name. I did see him once, and when I saw him, he looked he looked his age. I'd say mid-70s. You know, he looked his age. So he passed away about a week ago now. So, yeah. I did put a post on the Destination Fear Facebook uh, group thing that the owner did pass away. Whether or not that got back to Dakota and them, I have no idea. Just so that they know that he passed away. You know, because they visit him, they talk to him, stuff like that. I thought it was... Yeah. So, anywho, on to the stories we go. If I think of anything else, I'll... You know me. I'll just start rambling on and on like I'm doing right now. Alright, so here we go. I gotta find out what... Where'd that story go? That's not the story I want. No, no, no. That's not the story. That's not the story. That's not the story. Oh dear. What do I do with the story? <laughs> oh. Hold on a second, you guys. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. I think I'd be prepared, but I'm not. I never am. I just sort of wing it. So, <laughs> while I'm looking for this, how are you guys doing? That's not what I wanted either. Daggone it. Dagnab it. Excuse me. <laughs> Crap. Where or where did I put it? Okay, screw that. I will go over to the email. From you know who. Here we go. The legendary T. B. Scott Haunted Mansion in Merrill, Wisconsin. 
Okay, I gotta zoom on this because the story's really small. The Haunted Mansion and Pines in Merrill, Wisconsin. Trees typically heighten and enhance their surroundings, and if their surroundings are sinister, they tend to take a mysterious, spooky quality, uh, quality look on themselves. Such as, at least seems to be the case with a foreboding white pine by the front porch of the Scott Mansion in Merrill, Wisconsin, excuse me, in Lincoln County, as well as the dark, thickly spaced pines planted around it. The land, the land, the land, the land, the land, the land, the haunted house now occupies once belonged to Native Americans. An early name for the area was Jenny Bull Falls, or later Jenny, after the beautiful maiden. It seems that well over a hundred years ago, when white lumbermen came north along the river, they were welcomed by a stately chief of the French named... Uh-oh. Oh, dear. I can't... Sequito El Sipi tribe? I'm so sorry. I said that totally wrong, I'm sure. The beauty of Jenny, the chief's daughter, charmed the men. One version of the tale holds that Jenny became pregnant by one of the white men and it felt necessary to kill her in what? And it felt necessary to kill her. Oh, sorry. And it felt necessary to kill herself in the river. Another version relates that Jenny caught the flu when an epidemic swept the white lumber lumbering community. In either case, her father blamed the white man for her death. He buried Jenny on the hill, which which the mansion was later to stand on. Excuse me, and cursed any white man who would, in future, dare to violate her grave. How do you violate her grave? Oh wow! The curse soon had ch- the curse soon had a chance to work. Merrill was incorporated in eighteen eighty three, and the first mayor, T. B. Scott, decided to excuse me decided the next year to build a home on top of the hill where Jenny's grave was. Why would he do that? Come on, man! Even before the house is finished, he died suddenly. The next year, his wife, who had continued to the construction work, died. And then the same year, the Scott's son was killed by the home's architect after an argument about whether or not the hill was cursed. I'd like to know more about that. In 1893, a Chicago millionaire bought the home. Six years later, he lost the home to a mortgage foreclosure and went insane and died in an asylum. <gasps> what? If it was a Sherboygan Asylum. Ooh. Getting creepy, people. <laughs> that was my scary noise. The same year, the man who now held the morgue was stabbed to death? Oh, my God. A land speculator who next bought the house disappeared soon after, never to be seen or heard from again. What the hell? A woman was the next owner. She died within a year. <laughs> Holy shit. From the time of her death until 1911, a caretaker managed the premises. Then he visited England and returned. What? Then he visited England and returned on the Titanic, becoming one of the hundreds who perished. The next caretaker died of alcoholism. alcoholism. Finally, in 1919, the widow husband of the woman who had last owned the property gave it to the city of Merrill. In 1923, the city gave the land and the house to the Sisters of Mercy of Holy Cross, apparently ending the curse. Mm, mm, mm. Excellent story, my friend. Excellent story. Holy, 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 holy. Excellent. Wow. I am so glad I read that and that you sent that to me. Thank you so, so much. 
Really, really appreciate it. Love it, love it, love it. What else do I got here? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Scooby doop doop doo. So, very good story. I am really curious about that now because if it's under the. Oh, you know what? I gotta find out how far Merrill is from my location. That is really interesting. I wanna learn more. Ooh, I wanted to learn more. Sorry, guys. I'm still trying to find my other thing that I found last night, which was stories I had not heard of. And it says it's from October of this year. So that's what I'm searching for now. So I apologize. But you get to hear the beautiful bells. Put you on the Christmas spirit. So what's everybody doing for Christmas this year? Anything exciting? Anything? Um, not too much going on for me. I've got some days off, which is nice from work, which is really cool. I'm going to be spending it with family, of course, on Christmas Day. No snow in the forecasters is kind of a, a bummer. What's this? Is this it? Here we go. I found the stories. Yay. Thank you so much for your patience. I appreciate it. Oh, good Lord. It's not like I'm talking to my customers. <laughs> work mode. Not. Oh, let's see any good stories. Um, no, like I said before, next year I want to go over to, to uh, a couple of investigations, public investigations. It's like 50 bucks to go through one of the um, locations I'm looking at. So that'll be fun. All right. So the first one is I've never read these. If I have, I apologize, but they do not sound familiar to me at all. Okay. Aunt, auntie says goodbye. When I was around five, my aunt got diagnosed with cancer. So my mom left me and my, excuse me. So my mom left me at my dad's for over a month to be able to care for her 24 seven. One night I woke up crying and I asked if my mommy, if my mom came with aunt, with my aunt. Good Lord, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I should stop and start over, right? No, I'm not going to suffer. Y'all going to suffer through this with me. When my family questioned me, I said, my aunt came to say goodbye and then she and that she loves me and will take care of me. But my mom came come with her. I miss my aunt. Five minutes later, the phone rang and it was my mom telling us that auntie passed away. I read that totally wrong. I slaughtered the story. Sorry. You know what? I have to do something. Stupid freaking commercials. There we go. Show reader. <laughs> Snow in Alabama. My uncle Bill died when I was four. He and I were incredibly close. He was my favorite and I was his. I lived in Colorado, but we went down to Alabama for his funeral. I'm 31 now, so I don't remember him actually visiting me, but I do remember telling my mom. Mom, Uncle Bill says hi and it's going to snow. My mom calmly, calmly reminded me that Uncle Bill was gone. And we were in Alabama and, in 1990, and that was in 1995 and there, it does never snow there, right? Well, Uncle Bill and I got the last laugh when we all woke up the next day and it was snowing in Alabama. Very lightly, but it was there. See, spirits do visit you guys in your dreams. So if someone you know has passed away um, and you, and I said, um, again, I apologize. And you see them in your dreams. It's mostly to let you know, or it is to let you know that they are okay. They are doing fine. That's their way. It, it's true. My dad visits me in my dreams. My mom, never. But my friend, Michael, that I told you about Michael, the medium, he sees my mom occasionally, but he never sees my dad. 
I don't know why. So anyways, dad visits me in my dreams. My mom, I, she never, ever, I never, ever have dreams about her. I don't know why. So, yeah. It's just a way of stopping and saying, hello, I'm doing good. You know, I'm watching you. I'm here. They're still here. So, all right, here's another one. My mom died when I was pretty young, when I was a pretty, good Lord, Jesus, crummy, holy Toledo. My mom died when I was pretty young. We'll leave it at that. I couldn't get her to answer her phone, so I went to her house to check on her and found her body. Oh, my goodness. My mom's sister and I have always been very close. When she came into town for the funeral, we decided to spend the night at my mother's for a few nights to feel closer to her and uh, be amongst her things. Well, we were sitting in the living room with her cat. When I found her cat, her cat was curled under her head. Whose head? She loved that cat. Oh, when she found her mom. Oh, her cat was curled under her head. Oh, that's sad. We're talking about her life and it got up a little, got a little bit deep. We were both crying and hoping she was at peace. Suddenly, the cat who was sitting between us jumped up and started hissing at the fireplace. The flue to the fireplace slammed shut really loud and scared the shit out of both of us. We then heard footsteps, <coughs> excuse me, above us in her bedroom where she died. It was scary and not comforting for us or the cat. My mom committed suicide. Oh, I had been really disappointed after my dad died. She was also the kind of person who never wanted anyone to feel sorry for her. I think we got too personal about her life and it pissed her off. I had several un- other uncomfortable moments in her house while cleaning it. My then eight-year-old son and I were packing boxes in her bedroom and the bedroom door slammed. It was a nice day. No winds, no windows were open, no doors were open. My son looked at me and asked, why is granny so sad? That's a good one, too. Ghost dreams. My grandmother came to me in my dream to tell me she had died. I was in China at the time when I called my called home. My family and girlfriend lied about it. The next night, no- what? The next night I had the same dream and called home to check in, but they lied again. I finally got my girlfriend to admit it. The dream stopped, and when I got home, I was told that the last thing my grandmother said was to ask for me by name. Huh. Interesting. Hmm. Ghostly message. Another one. Another one? Another one by my... (laughs) Another one when my dad became somewhat of a believer when he was in his 50s. Another one? Why would they start with another one? Huh? Eh? My grandmother was in hospice, and we received the news she passed away. My my dad and I were on the back porch hanging out, talking about everything. He seemed off, though. Yes, I know his mother passed away, but this was different. He seemed off. I asked him about it, and he said he had the strangest dream that night. My, mom, my grandmother died. He was in the room with her in Michigan. They live in Virginia. My grandmother stood up, hugged, and kissed him, and told him everything would be okay. She proceeded to somehow walk out of the out of some new door in the room that led to the green pasture with other relatives that had passed. He could only recognize his grandparents, the others he didn't know who they were, but something in his gut said they were relatives um, that his grandmother knew. It's crazy because now when he talks about it, he doesn't act like it's a big deal. He was just having a crazy dream that was influenced by the situation, but he didn't dream it that night she passed away. It was like the other relatives and her were telling him, it'll be okay, I'm better off now. See? It's true. They do, they do visit you guys in dreams. 
I, I have that for my, like I said, own personal experience. Um, other paranormal investigators have had the same thing. It's true. It's not, you're not losing your mind. But if that's the only way they can connect with you is while you're unconscious, then that's how they're going to communicate with you guys. If you can wake up and take a note right afterwards, that's even better. Okay. Mom. My mom passed away early November 2005. I had gotten married at at the end of May of that year, and she waited to tell the family that she was sick until the end of June. She didn't want to take away from the joy of the baby of the family getting married. It was way too fast, and none of us were ready to let her go. I totally can relate to that. Uh, she always said she wanted to go home, not hospice or hospital home. Hospice, blah. Uh, she also said she wanted to go home. I said it for years, especially after my dad passed when he was when I was sixteen. He passed at home, surrounded by all of us, up until the end. That's what she wanted to do too. In the house he built with his bare hands, and the house he raised a family in. So that's what we did. Basically, her six children moved back home and stayed with her for the final two months. We took shifts of seeing our husband's wife work during the time, but at any given point, there are four of us there 24 hours a day, making sure she's surrounded by love and never alone. Now, I didn't take, I didn't take her death well. I mean, I did everything that needed to be done and kept myself together. But we, but we were close, and this was so fast, I didn't want to believe it. I can't tell you a number of times I caught myself calling her to... <laughs> To then just stare at the phone mid-dial and realize she wouldn't pick up. Well, a month after she passed, I was alone in my home watching TV. It was about 7 p.m., so that so so dark at that time of year in New England when my when movement caught my eye to the left. Twelve feet from me, my mom walked through the kitchen, stirring something in a bowl. She paused in the doorway, gave a little wave with her fingers um, from the hand that was wrapped around the bowl as as her head tilted with the smell moved past the doorway. I was, fro- <laughs> I was frozen to where I was sitting, so I called out, Mom? I heard her laugh, her healthy laugh, from before she got sick and couldn't smile anymore, let alone laugh. I went to the kitchen, but there was nothing there. I swear on my life that this was real. She was there. This is my mom. Thing is, sorry, my mom was a great baker. She passed a lot of her recipes on to me, and while not as often as I would like to have had baked... Um, with her together, it was time that made us both of us happy. We laughed, chatted, gossiped, things like that. Drank tea and all that, right? Well, to this day, whenever I make her cheesecake cookies, cream puffs, or meringues, I'm happy. I dance around the kitchen as I stir the bowl, and I think of her and the time she visited me. She has only visited me in my dreams since. See? Always to warn me or help me with the problem that I'm having. I like to think that she was... Able to muster the energy to come see me in person. I almost said in prison. (laughs) Uh, In person. Just this once so that I knew she was okay. I didn't have to be sad and that she would always be there. See? Isn't that cool, you guys? Creepy old farmhouse. Next, my biological dad lives in a creepy old farmhouse he renovated. I was helping him build out the office late one night. God, I just like, just like, like, love the way I read this shit. He went to the bathroom and I kept plunking away. I was on the floor and set my hammer down. I felt something, a presence, and looked to where I thought someone would be. Nothing. I reached back down for my hammer and it's, it's out of arm's reach, maybe five feet further than where I'd set it down. I hadn't moved it at all. He, my dad comes back 
after he's finished and I tell him what had just happened. He laughs and said, <laughs> oh, the little girl must be playing with you. Um, little girl? What? Then he tells me that every now and then he hears a little girl laughing and has seen, has even seen her. She's always wearing the same pair of overalls and she just kind of wanders around upstairs. I'm not one to believe in the paranormal experiences, but I have no explanation other than a little girl, a little ghostly girl who wanted to play. Aw. That's cute. Little girl ghost. All right. Um, it just starts off as, had a little girl that haunted the house I lived in. She mostly liked just playing games like hide, hide stuff from you, right? Something would be on the table, go upstairs, and come back down or to be found. Notice when I asked nicely, and when I did the routine again, it would be in the exact same spot it was before. Unfortunately, she liked to give you absolutely the worst nightmares and sleep paralysis. Wow, and sleep paralysis. I encountered the ghost of a little girl once. She was in my parents' old house, which is where I grew up as a teenager. I heard a clear voice wake me up from sleep a few times saying, Hello? I was never afraid. I never thought much of it until it happened a few times. Then one night, she laughed two, dis- she laughed two distinctive syllables. Hee <laughs> hee. I do feel bad for her, though. Honestly, um, both, my, bo- both my ghosts and yours. Imagine being a kid trapped on the other side of a place you know, but unable to do hardly anything to it. You're alone. Nobody can meaningful interact with you. And the worst of all, you're on the uh, the things on the other side are occasionally wandering this side of reality with you. It's got to be terrifying. It made no sense. <laughs> oh wow, lots of stories here, guys. Man hating ghost. I was visiting a friend's house in Chicago. She told me under no circum term uncertain terms. The ghost of a woman who lived here wasn't really fond of men staying here. I was told that I need to be sh- to make sure I close the door behind me, uh, lest she slams the door behind me. Sure as shit. First night I'm there, I get up to go pee in the middle of the night. I didn't close the bathroom door, and when I came back from the bathroom door, the door slammed so hard it knocked a piece of art off the damn wall. <laughs> Ooh, knocking. We started hearing knocks on the siding, second floor, uh, as if someone was at the door. This followed loud banging in the basement every night. I decided to record through the night, and this snowflake ornament started spinning along. Started spinning long after it had been. Oh, good lord! What? I decided recording through the night, and this snowflake ornament started spinning long after all had gone to bed. There was no drafts as the other ornaments didn't move. When I played it back, I heard a man's, heard a man's voice repeating, calling, repeatedly calling me a hoe. I still live there. All right, guys. Holy crap, I'm saving this one. Lots of stories. Woo-hoo-hoo. I'll save that for next time. So, let's see. What do we got here? Well, I'm almost at the 28-minute 20, mark. So, I hope you guys enjoyed this story. And, Curtis? <laughs> Thank you so much for the Mira Wisconsin story. I am really curious about that now. It's um, Lincoln County. I have to figure out how far that is from me. But, I mean, like, technically, you know, I could always technically sit outside. Well, depending on how far it is. 
and do uh, investigations that way. Let's see if I can check it really quick. Thank you for your patience while I check this. <laughs> to Merrill, Wisconsin. It is two hours and 34 minutes away. Oh, it's past Green Bay. Past Appleton. Eh, you never know. It's a possibility maybe next year because the weather's going to start turning your shit. So again, you guys can email me at p-a-t-t-y-i-n-w-i-gmail.com if you have any good stories or anything like that. If I should do a video podcast, I don't know. I do not like seeing myself on camera. I'm also on Twitch, you guys, at Patty in Wisconsin. If you want to see me gaming, if you want to chat that way, give it a hoot, give it a look, give it a whatever. Uh, Instagram is private. Twitter is WIS Supernatural, I think. So anyway, you guys, this is Mrs. Paranormal. You guys have a very merry, merry Christmas. And I will probably talk to you next year or sooner. But anyways, you guys, this is Mrs. Paranormal signing off.